0: Rocking chair Jer- Jer- session, session. with Elisa Lisa I mean, Di Battista Maria, Maria Teresa, Teresa Barber.
1: Hello everyone, and welcome to another RCS Rocking Chair Session, volume 134, with media artist Baron Scherer. Thank you for sitting with us today.
2: Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks for letting to schedule three months in advance. You know, I have to advance. say, right, right up, this under the hood stuff, I, I thought you guys were going to be playing instruments, doing that <laughs> you live, because I wanted to bring my June harp, you know what I mean? Oh, I'm
1: disappointed every <laughs> I, time. Although, Marga's bringing a band together, I think she was going to work on that. Oh, wow. Have a Pam band now. I played oh, really? the
0: accordion, Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I really, because I've listened several times, and I, I imagine that you guys had those instruments, <laughs> and then you placed them down.
0: After
1: so, the fact, then we get a little pause.
0: Huh. Oh, so
2: it's no. just
0: one instrument. It's me and my
2: accordion. Oh, that I, was it. It sounded like a, it was overdubbed. I thought maybe there were two things there. like a,
0: Yeah, I think what I did... I mean, it's an old story, Elisa um, requested a jingle over the weekend, Uh. so I had an iPad at the time time, and I recorded the accordion in the bathroom, which Mm -hmm. is always the best place to record audio, right? Yeah. And then I uh, recorded the voice and I did a double voice overlap, and then I had my cat run around and he had a jingle ball at the time. (laughs) the jingle bell is in it really it's all about the bell kind of like the cowbell it's all about uh, thank thank you Toledo yeah it was it was very quick and very and I probably won't be able to play it live right because Hmm. I don't remember what I did but oh, I like the notes. idea of it. I think serendipitous. It, just it happened. would be nice, actually. Maybe yeah. we should start doing that. Well, stress
1: on you because I'm not playing <laughs> anything. But I'll definitely <laughs> applaud I you at the end. Press
0: <laughs> record and play the accordion. No. You, you
1: the <laughs> instruments. Um, anyhow, tell us a little bit about your. Um, how was your Basel? I feel like we're still in January. Um, we're covering. We're fresh.
2: Yeah. I mean, I I worked for other people. You know, I didn't show anything. I was. Kind of busy. I was about a a week away from a like a micro residency, so I was oh, thinking cool. about that. Um, but you know, I was like a, a slave to the machine. During, Stop getting paid though. I was getting paid. Yes, dude. you know. I feel goes. like
1: that's a time when all the creatures come out at night. Yep. All the artists yep. are like, "Ooh, let yep. me make some money." I don't
2: mind the causeway in yes. that week. You know, so
1: definitely. Let's talk about your micro-residency. Can you tell us
2: about that? Oh, well, um, that was like a pilot thing with Airy. That's cool. Yeah, um, I guess they're going to do it yearly now. Nice. And so this was three or four people, and we did you know, about four days in the Everglades. Wow. And it's going to be—that uh, was the first time—and when they do it again, it'll be—it's always going to be local people, which is really good because you know the the, the full-blown Airy thing for it's a month like is—it's totally. international.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so you really kind of get your feet wet. And they tie it to um, seasonal worker training, so we got to see all these amazing uh, talks and presentations and things. It's pretty enlightening and very intense, you know, just in three or four days. And
0: and do you apply it at the same time? Then you. Um, now do you
2: i'm not sure how they're gonna do it i mean i I got an invitation uh you were invited like you were selected yeah yeah, well i'm an alternate for aerie for next year so Mm -hmm. i was on the the radar but uh, there's there'll be a like an application process i guess next time but it's highly recommended Mm -hmm. and it it doesn't it doesn't affect if you decide you want to try to go for the month-long thing later on you could still do that no it's it's so amazing I, i wish they could could do it quarterly Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work for them. It's a very small organization. Yeah, but uh, wow, it's amazing. I mean, just by bringing I locals was, out. Is...
0: I, I went to. I think it took me two years before I was even like, uh, had had like, you know, enough courage to go to the Everglades because it was like, uh, it just kind of scare me a little bit mm-hmm. you know coming from the mountains and like right, you know right. um, Games and snakes. yeah California which was a lot of spiders but yeah. just not the animals that well, live in the
2: evidence there was an Evergrande. alligator attack the day before I, I oh shot uh, last Saturday oh my
3: goodness
2: yeah a woman uh, she got bitten, uh, bitten the, Stop. in the leg And that was I shot I started shooting during that micro thing and didn't finish and had to go back so I went on Sunday and finished a roll of 16 millimeter. But the day before, a woman, you know, she got bit. Um, she was swimming, which is not recommended. Why would you Angeles. swim to everybody? Yeah. <laughs> that's a million dollar question. Was she question. a foreigner? Like, um, I don't know. And I, I don't mean, mean that as
1: an insulting comment. Right, I just mean, like, right. if she's saw, a local, it's like, you know, not swim. I didn't see a name. So yeah. I'm
2: not going to speculate. Wow. Not sure.
0: Why would you swim in the Everglades? Right. But tell us about your 60 millimeter yeah. film, which is so cool. Uh, that, you yeah you know, yeah, slapping all of that into the Everglades. Yeah, I brought that's-
2: my wife and I brought my son. He's a teenager, and he was my camera assistant. But um, I started a roll, and I wasn't quite done, because the setups were taking a while. I had about a half a day to shoot the first time during the residency, oh, okay. and I had to finish up. I only had, um, you know, 15 feet to shoot left on the roll. Um, so, that's about three shots for what I was doing. Not a lot, yeah. And I finished, you know, and that's the new Ectochrome. Mm-hmm. If you, I don't know if you've shot it since it's come out in the past year. No, it's I so always beautiful. shoot
0: the hi, uh, icon.
2: Hi- oh, the icon, mm-hmm. yeah, black and white. Yeah. Well, this is kind of the, I guess, an approximation of the old recipe of Ectochrome.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's been out for about a year, and I've shot maybe four rolls now, it's so beautiful.
1: Okay.
2: Um, so, yeah.
0: Recommend it.
1: Yeah, I want to
2: try
0: it out. No. Yeah, you should. Yeah, because I remember when I was in San Francisco at the school. that like there were only a, There were only a couple of roles. Old, fu- old um, film. Over. They didn't make it for a while, right? That's and, right. And then they started making it again. That's right. I've
2: never. Yeah. That's
0: amazing. It's bad,
2: really cool. and it's probably. I'm saying it's a, an approximation. I don't know if it's straight up because you know things happen in re- regulating chemicals and things yeah, like that. Mm-hmm. So it's. But it looks like what it's supposed to look like. Uh, and it's really beautiful. So, I have a roll. I'll send it off to um, to get Boston and get it scanned. Um, I think I might do a, a digital video based on, on what I shot. Mm-hmm. And that, that'll be something that I work on next month, you know, when I get all this stuff back from the lab.
0: Yeah. See what you actually captured. Yeah. Totally. So, um, talking about your process, um, because I, I know that from your practice you also use uh, a lot of um, found footage, yes. like old footage mm-hmm. or, um, from big archives that you also gathered uh, right. uh, with, I remember Obsolute Media Miami. Mm-hmm. I was like very excited when I first moved here that you were like, uh, you know, you had this, um, this archive, and you had like an yeah. I, I think you also borrowed me like an editor because I was right. like here, and I was like, oh my god, where are the filmmakers here? No right. one is like doing what I'm doing. I need to find my friends, and you were one of my. Friends, oh, <laughs> <laughs> my early friends, but yeah. like, oh, there's there's hope, there's hope here. And um, when did you start um, shooting film again? Like, um,
2: oh, I mean, I never stopped. You never stopped, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, when I, I went to film school back mm-hmm. in the day in the 80s, actually,
0: in South, in North Carolina, in South Carolina, South Carolina,
2: right. It's that's where that, that media art that was like the buzz term of the 80s. So I, I still like to refer to myself as a media well, artist. Well, it, it has you know. to do
1: with the times. So I think it's right, you know,
2: right. It, and effective. It's effective. Nice and generic, like I said. Um, But, yeah, it was film school kind of before uh, it was such a... um, It's changed, you know, when it's kind of like the American independent cinema thing happened in the early 90s, like after Tarantino, like Mm -hmm. post-Tarantino, they started kind of popping up all over. And this was more media arts and not like NYU or out west. Um, But I learned, you know, all the technical stuff there. Uh, it was a very broad technical background. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I've never really stopped. Mm-hmm. You know, so.
0: Yeah, I think uh, maybe the, the work that I saw in, in exhibitions was more like the work that you um, where you used found footage. I don't yep. think I've seen any of your you know original like original mm-hmm. yours. The, the film that you shot really yourself. Really early working. Yeah. Um, but you had a really, really big exhibition, a solo exhibition uh, last year, right, in Australia? Yeah, uh, in
2: 20, uh, end of 2018. How was
0: right. that? Can you talk a little bit about um, that yeah, and yeah, that was pretty what good. You
2: um, what I did there was, first of all, it was like a, a, a this all was the schemed and hatched over in Australia and mm-hmm. so I, I met a guy and he kind of came through. He says, hey, I'm from Miami. I said, isn't that funny? There's a Miami in <laughs> Australia. Okay. So I showed him around. He was thinking about uh, learning about, he knew nothing about Miami and that, that there were a lot of similarities to where he was from. And it's because his community was developed as kind of a model or based on ours. Okay. Like the development. Yeah. There's it, like a, there's like a deco district and all this stuff. Oh, and that's it, pretty it, neat. It, It's really weird. It's about 20, 20 years off. You know, so Separate. they were they were doing this sort of '30s modern thing in the '50s, oh. based on the, the successful model that they saw on South Beach. It's really weird. I'm like to
1: recreate that. You go over there.
2: It's like Palm Beach, Miami Springs, Miami Shores. These little towns. It's yeah. Very strange. Um, and even it's situated on a map on the East Coast, kind of oh. like we are. It's really weird, but so so bizarre. he came through. You know, and I showed him around uh, what we were doing with this own project and uh, he went to local archives and history Miami and that sort of thing and we kind of got along well then I got an invitation uh, to go out there and you know it was a couple of weeks and just long enough to sort of mount a show of all moving image work it was videos and um, films had uh, film loops going you know they they found uh, film projectors somewhere I forgot where we, we took a trip and there's a really crazy guy out in the country that had projectors <laughs> And they rented them from him and We brought them back, and we used them, you know, for that's a week.
0: Great. Yeah, because that's the first thing you have to find. You know, it's like, it, um, yeah. it's like, what do you exhibit your your actual? Yeah, footage I mean, you, you know. need yeah. for an exhibition. You need uh, you need the projectors, or you can show the. Do you do you show like the digital transfers as well? Did you show the digital transfers, or do you usually show it on film?
2: Depends on what it is. Mm-hmm. You know. It, no, not really. You know what? It depends on what it is. Sometimes things are born on film and but and they end up being, like I'm describing this Everglades thing, that's gonna be probably like a, two, a single channel uh, video. Video, right? But it'll be based on scans of the work. So it really mm-hmm. depends. Um, usually if I make something a certain way, then that's just the way you do it. You know, yeah. like I'll have a negative and if I have to strike more prints off of that, then that's what you have to do. Um, that said, I'll put little, little bits on the web. If, somebody wants to get a sense of what, what the thing is, mm-hmm. I do have scans that people can look at, you mm-hmm. know. So it depends. Mm-hmm.
0: But so for the show in Australia, that was all film?
2: No, um, no, no, it was film and video, but oh, like, like if Australia. it was a digital single channel or double channel or f- worked for a monitor, yeah, we showed it the way we mm-hmm. were supposed to. It was mm-hmm. meant to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. but for me, uh, it was easy to mount that show into a limited amount of time, you mm-hmm. know, because it was moving images and media you know I wasn't building something mm-hmm. when I got when I got over there mm-hmm. so yeah it, this thing's still going on you know um, that it's called Miami Miami oh cool right and I think um I sort of hosted a guy last July he came through from over there and then I've just found out who won this year <laughs> she'll be coming you know around the same time uh like October of next year or this year and then we just kind of Show around town. I'll bring you by the big house. It's
3: an yeah, exchange. Sure. That's pretty neat. Yeah, it's, it's like cool. a cultural
2: exchange. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool. But they're, they're, they they trip when they come over here because you know it's
0: like
1: it's, like, it's like a
2: Disney World version of. Of Where they're from You know what I mean
0: <laughs> It's how I felt When Eddie Took me to The Epcot Center You know And it's like Germany In yeah, like a little yeah. Nutshell And I was like What is going on yeah. And it's
2: like Like, this. like I stayed at a at a, at a at a motel Right on the On the on the ocean In Miami and they, they had a, a, a Asian restaurant in the bottom bottom of it called Miami Rice. Oh, like, you know what? Nobody's oh, ever thought of that to, to do so that over good. here yet. Right? Miami oh Rice. That is so good. Somebody's yeah, taking it right now. It's like right a now. Pan-Asian
1: place. They're writing it down.
2: And it was really good. Um, and I said, wow, nobody thought of that one. I, they, try, they try to milk that so much here. I
1: mean, the second movie's coming out now, so I'm sure we're going to have a lot of like bonafide tourism coming to see because of bad or whatever. Yeah,
2: it was good, good food.
0: So this exchange program, is there also, are there still people from here going over there? Or? You know
2: what, this was the first year mm-hmm. that they opened it up. It was always sending people over there and then I got an invite to go. That's nice. And now it's a, it's much more uh, open for folks from here to go there. Mm-hmm. I looked through the, uh, I was on the jury and, yeah, you know, I saw the, uh, sort of the, the short list. Mm-hmm. And I would say maybe half of twenty applications that I looked at were from here to go go there. So it's really cool. It'll it'll keep picking up, you know. I think it's a really nice program. And it just goes
1: to show. I feel like sometimes you don't realize. um, We were talking about it with. um, um, I believe, what was it, Adi last week? about that. Ade. Uh, the the fact that we have talent here and you don't always have to look for resources elsewhere. Like, we have it here. It's just opportunities are always lacking sometimes. So the fact that this opportunity in the other Miami has <laughs> risen and all these people from our local Miami are applying. It's <laughs> so confusing to even say that. I mean, yeah. it's pretty exciting, I think. It just shows we have a lot of media artists out here.
2: Well, it's not limited to media, so like oh, all. Yeah, oh, oh. it's
1: a little bit of everything. Okay. Yeah, Oh, sure. it's not
0: just for
2: filmmakers; no, no, it's no, for no, any no. Uh, yeah. any media. Yeah,
0: oh.
1: yeah. The
2: guy that the guy that was here last July, and he just he basically he made a, a, a solo exhibition based on the research that he did here, and he went bananas for the Wolfsonian. Oh yeah, who wouldn't? And uh, so he got back in October of 2019, and then he spent two or three weeks making work, and then he had a solo show um, of uh, 2D work. Neat. that's pretty amazing
1: that's pretty cool. That's so cool and when you set up your show I'm curious um, do you um, work with the person who's in charge of the space or do you more or less have a vision as to like where the pieces should go or how they're we spoke about film versus digital like is it TV versus screen is it you maybe have boards built or things hanging yeah. down from the center of the space making it um, more sculptural? like how is it that you approach
2: that yeah I mean so it's, it's uh, I always work backwards oh. like meaning um I'll probably especially if I'm getting invited to do something like if it's a group show then everybody kind of nudges to get their spot oh, like I'm thinking about the light and light and <laughs> light spill you know anyway but if I kind of know the room like I'll I'll just oh the work will kind of come out because I know well you know it's got to be a video it's got to be on a monitor mm-hmm. you know or yes I can do a film projection I can hang loops right here. Um, it totally depends
1: Space dictates Yeah
2: um, I don't always have Like a little uh, Kit of work That when somebody says Hey we got a show This is the theme What do you think We want you in the show um, And then I go Oh here you go
1: Yeah sometimes you have To make things on Yeah you
2: know. No I pretty much Make stuff
1: For the That's right. Right
2: <laughs> um, However um, I, I have like maybe Five or six things That are kind of In progress That okay. I'll be finishing And um, at the Uli thing in Colorado next month. Oh, that's
1: exciting. Next
2: month. Congratulations. Thanks. Um, so I kind of know that I will for once have a little box full of things when somebody says, hey, what you got? And I'll say, well, let me see, let me see. Well, you know, so it depends. That, that's really rare. That's not the way it normally is. Because usually if I'm doing working in media, I'm thinking, well, you know, uh, I don't always have a budget do what I need to do so then we're starting to talk about oh well I can can really pull this off or you've got all the monitors or like what kind of gear does a venue have Mm -hmm. all that stuff kind of dictates what I do um but if I don't have any money just do video you know yeah
0: Yeah. most important it's incredibly expensive and I think it's also like um it's not just a step of making the film but then also like Bringing it out there. Uh, I don't know how you handle like this whole field of film festivals, or experiment, experimental film festivals, or right. like you know all the uh, application fees, or then traveling to the yeah. venues. How have you been like dealing with that, or ha- have you just been like saying like no, I that's just not what I what I want to do or where I want to put yeah. my money in?
2: Um, that's pretty rare. Like a, uh, like a festival circuit is not on my radar at all. Um, usually things are installation based mm-hmm. or for gallery situations, things like that. Like I I'm I'm never on like a show, uh, like a you know, in a cinema mm-hmm. that traditional venue. I mean, even though a lot my, my what I do is based on cinema and cinema history in a lot Inspired of ways. By. Yeah, the presentation is usually um, you know, a black box or gallery based mm-hmm. situation. Yeah, I don't like the fees. You know, the, the, I mean, there's a lot <laughs> it's of crazy. Really,
1: I mean, like, that. I like, you barely, have to pay for you
0: barely can't afford to buy the that's film. The, then you're in debt already when you scan yeah. it, or you know, you you just it's like, too much. and and then you have to pay on top of that Maybe to just show it. you should be paid it.
2: if your works in their show, you know. <laughs>
0: I know, right? <laughs> the reverse. And then you pay for your for your ticket to get there, the or for the yeah, and because because I feel like I don't know. I'm very frustrated with film yeah. festivals. I don't know because if you're not there, then it doesn't really so do it, anything it, to it, you. And then you know, and if you're there, then it's kind of like horrible to watch the film visually. It's right? Like,
2: that, I don't know. That's not the only reason. It's not the that I don't want to pay fees. It's also the nature of the work. You know, the, a lot of the they're they're loops and they're designed not to really have a beginning or an end. So they this is how they work. They work better this way. Like a, a like I don't put titles on my works. Same or credits at the end you know there's totally no, so you kind of need that yeah. f- uh, for the festival thing. Yeah. unless it's they're a little more loose in terms of what they do if they have these sidebar expanded cinema things um, that's interesting
3: mm-hmm.
2: but you know
0: I feel like um, and I think we should talk about uh, another great thing that you had a really good year I have to say this You've year. been like rocking. Oh, thank you. Yes, uh, Elisa already mentioned the Anderson Ranch that you were selected from like a pool of I don't know how many artists. I don't either. And uh, the other thing that you also won from like a huge pool of artists is the Night Arts
2: Challenge. Yep, so that's huge. true, right? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That happened. That happened. That really happened. And
0: it's the Moving Image Alliance. Yep. Phenomenal. Tell us a little bit about that.
2: Yeah. Um, well, first of all, the name, kind of cribbed from my history. I came to Miami to be a, a film preservationist, and then I ended up being a curator at a moving image archive. So that's a big kind of a why my stuff looks the way it does, because a lot of it comes from my sort of professional background. The background. Mm-hmm. Right. So the name, moving image, was from Wolfson Archives. It's a little snippet of their name because I cut and paste, right? And then Alliance for Media Arts was sort of my crew on the beach in the 90s. We had a cinema. You know where Books and Books is? Yeah. Yes. Okay, that used to be a movie theater in the 90s, mm-hmm. right? Oh, wow. And then across second floor where the offices are at Oolite, that was our co-op. That was the Alliance Film and Video Cooperative. At 94? Yeah. Oh, wow. Right where all the offices are. That was, they gave us, we started as a cinema. You know, a couple of founders we're projecting in books and books, which was on the corner in that same building. Um, early '90s, late '80s, early '90s. Then they went back in the back and made the movie theater. Then the South Florida Art Center gave us a little that little area to teach film and video. That's neat. And so that's that's the name, Moving Image Alliance. Just mm-hmm. all the kind of reasons of my background, why I came to Miami to be, you know, so. Anyway, it's uh, basically like a contemporary art hub that sort of uh, promotes use of legacy media techniques and the media itself and, like, new contemporary art production.
1: Mm-hmm. That's nice. Like, giving an homage to the past, but, like, present. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's contemporary art, you know, and just yeah. the, sort of the tricks and <laughs> tools are kind of, you know, analog.
0: Fast forward, yeah yeah because i did I, I saw that also in your bio that at the wolfstone you also did um festivals
2: yeah yeah we had um that that still kind of happens but yeah it was like a, a director kind of film festival for the archive for years yes. mm-hmm. and it would be works that might use the archive but also we would bring in bring in people uh, from all over um, and that was just a portion of the sort of the, Guiding all the research, the archives, the curation of the collections, uh, the film festivals—our big public, public access thing that we did every year. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Because like one of my favorite film moments was also a production of viewers that you did at the um, uh, at the school what is the what was that the miami-dade college um that was like this immersive uh, film experience was like i don't know how many you went to that yeah i was was there
2: (laughs) thank (laughs) you (laughs) so much i worked on that
0: amazing like this was like so good i was like oh my god that
2: was because there was a
0: Dara Friedman's show you were involved in that too like Mm it was all the tech Aspects, And then right. she did like this three day, you know, let's watch old movies and like mm-hmm. brought out all the good gems from like all over oh, yeah. like yep. European filmmakers. There's,
2: there's a lot of works that influenced her practice. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Those over a couple of days.
0: Yeah. It was amazing too. And then you did this, um, what was the name of this? That was, uh, was
2: called Film Art Expanse. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a play on expanded cinema. And basically it was it was five screens, and then Freddie oh. Jawed, do you guys know him? We love Freddie. He Daddy. did the screen design, Shout you out know, Freddy. and then I got five sort of people that use film in town to be the projectionists, and it was just a, kind of like a curation of uh, five channels of like the history of avant-garde cinema all at one time.
3: Yeah it
0: was fantastic it was fantastic because I'm telling you like coming from San Francisco and I was just there in the the fall again I was at the um, Berkeley Art Museum Mm -hmm. Pacific Film Archive you know I just like I got this book about the show that they did about film and like experimental film and like I don't know. Uh, Miami sometimes feels like a little bit of a desert for experimental filmmakers. And I feel like if you would do those things, you know, it's like, I don't know, there would be nothing. You know? yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I feel like there was also, you brought Jonas Mekas mm-hmm. uh, with Obsolete Media Miami right. uh, down here. And um, I think that was two years before he passed away, right? Right, uh, sh- And showed his uh, legacy film, um, like Diary, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty incredible because I feel like as a filmmaker, uh, especially as an experimental filmmaker, if you're not exposed to really just looking at your medium or looking at film being projected, mm-hmm. how are you going to, you know, how are you going to grow? How are you going to, you know, move right. forward? It's kind of like a, a lonely job sometimes <laughs> in a way.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's why I'm excited about the new night because, mm-hmm. I mean, I have a probably a bigger budget than I ever have to do that sort of thing. That's amazing. So it's going to be good. Um, I'll get high gear into that after I come back from Colorado. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Um, I think maybe the first show that I do is, I don't have an exact date yet, but I have a month and then I know who I'm going to show and where it's going to be, that sort of thing. Um, but it'll all be revealed on the newsletter, you know. i so will try to try to get going.
0: you are gonna wait for that newsletter.
2: That's right. <laughs> for um,
3: once we're gonna be talking about the newsletter. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: to sign up for Barron's newsletter, you could yeah. go ahead. Can, can
0: you sign up already? Click
2: no. on our no. Click on
3: no. our, web. no, on our website. Find his on, website right.
0: after but, Anderson uh,
2: Ranch. You got another uh, You got another password. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, I'm. They'll, they'll be. I'm gonna be doing more of that mm-hmm. for sure. Probably a lot more than. I have been able to do in the past several years. But the film art expanse was just kinda like um that was heaven for me. Yeah. But it it took a long time to pull it off, about two years to pull it off. Um and then it was Cleaning. about Yeah. yeah It was about a ha- uh, it was less than an hour long, you know, but it's it so was crazy. five hours of work. Yeah, all scheduling.
0: It I mean the creation of this thing was incredible. You
2: know what I did? I I Sequence the show in Final Cut. Like what I did was I, I you know, how you have a timeline, right? Yeah. And then you have running times of film. So I had to think. I, I really wanted to the but works to interact. You were
0: thinking about the screens together, yeah. right? And yeah, how yeah, they yeah. Played Basically, off of I had other. channels
2: in Final Cut. Yeah. So what I did was, um, you know, uh, sequence them, sequence them, and it's kind of like doing it on paper, yeah. but I did in Final Cut. Yeah. Um, so I kind of knew what to expect.
1: I kind of like that because I feel that um, it's like the behind-the-scenes magic that happens, really. People don't, they see it, and they're like, oh, this is so effortless, this is whatever. But it, it, there's a lot of um, just, like, behind-the-scenes, putting things no, together think that if, occurs.
2: I if you were there, you would say, this is a big pain in the ass, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah. i would probably been looking at the walls and be yeah, like, so yes, I it probably. It was so much fun, though. Yeah, I think that's the, the, the thing that makes it worth it.
0: Because they also, like, had to switch reels right
1: they no were no
2: no what i did was i built or you built the reels i built all the reels everything so it, was, it was five hours or projected in an hour because each each proge- cinema or each projector was an hour yeah wow yep
1: well i wanted it more or less self back so to good to the past so good. Okay. um being how I feel, um, the filmmakers and people that have um, dabbled in media, um, I think there's a lot that has to do with seeing and the eye. And so I'm very curious. At at what age did you more or less start to like realize that you had this like ability to like more or less encapsulate or, or capture certain things? And what media did you use? Was it automatically a camera or filmmaking, or did you start off like traditional tools with like drawing
2: or painting? Oh yeah, um, I did not draw or paint. And I watched a lot of television, Mm. you know, as a kid. Um, And then I had like cinema experiences, you know, because I was, as a little boy, I was kind of on the tail end of uh, when your parents could drop you off at the cinema on a Saturday morning, and then you could see like uh, cartoons Mm -hmm. and shorts and then features all kind of stacked together, you know, it was like programs. Um... So it kind of started there, you know? Um, and also, I remember being really enchanted um, with uh, like disaster movies. Oh, no. You know, like in the mid 70s, there was this guy named Irwin Allen, and he was like the king of disaster movies. And he's the guy that made all the movies where the planes like, get hijacked and then they crash, or there's an earthquake, or the, the skyscraper's on fire and everybody has to jump off, you know? Oh, no. Like he, he, that was his thing. And I would travel from the little town that I lived in, which was uh, Rock Hill, South Carolina. It's outside of uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. And that's where you were born. Right. Cool. And uh, we would travel up to Charlotte, and then those were like event movies, but it was kind of like right before maybe modern blockbusters Mm -hmm. with uh, Jaws and things. These were blockbusters, and they'd have like 20 or 30 like washed-up Hollywood stars in it. So (laughs) it's like... Yeah. You could probably pay for it. It, it was kind of on the cheap, you know, cause you get a bunch of people that are washed up and the salaries don't really add up to that much. Right. Yeah. But you spend all the money on the special effects. But when I would travel up to, it was like the only time that I went to the big city was to see these movies, but they started coming up with gimmicks for the sound. It was called sensor round uh-huh. and the whole bottom of the cinema would be speakers. So like if you go see earthquake, if I felt like the whole place was she- you were in an earthquake.
3: Wow, that's pretty neat.
2: And uh yeah. So um things kinda started percolating, you know. And then I go to film school and then I become interested in film history and things like that. And I was learning all the um sort of technical stuff for my degree, but I would take all the history things in like philosophy departments. They chose philosophy of film, things like <laughs> that. And it just kinda got me on the path. Um which led to, I worked on um, uh, commercials and features and things like that in the camera department, and I was so stressed out working with, um, <coughs> excuse me.
1: I don't know, I'm guessing the whole like deadlines and selling yeah,
2: things and popping Yeah, and so, propaganda. You know, then I started um, uh, doing archive work, and I liked that, the solitude of it, and so my, my sort of art practice came out of you know, the archive work because I was restoring films, you know, after college. That's what led me to Miami.
0: How do you restore films? Like, is that chemicals, or is it
2: In those, well, now it's digital. You Mm -hmm. can make a digital intermediate, and you can clean it up, and then you can output another film, Mm -hmm. right? But back then, you basically, you're kind of like freezing in time, whatever degradation you had. You could clean it up a little little bit, bit. Mm -hmm. but it's kind of like you're freezing the decay or at least 20 or 30 years ago. I mean, it's advanced so much now. Um, and that technology that I'm describing where you make a digital intermediate so cheap now, like I, I do a lot of work in my practice where it's born digital, but I'll, then I'll put prints and I have negatives and things mm-hmm. like that. So um, a lot's changed, you know, 20 or 30 years. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm
0: yeah because uh i i remember that uh we had the discussion i think probably back in san francisco that actually for archival purposes film is still better than digital Uh, a
2: thousand times that they
0: are still like even if they are doing the film digitally yeah that they are still making like a film print just to archive it because mm -hmm. it's easier to archive totally and it's more stable than any digital file could
2: ever be yep i mean I, i I sketch things on Instagram Then I print on film So I've Really? Yeah I, I had a previous uh, Instagram account That I just printed on film And then closed the account <laughs> You know what I mean? So, yeah I, re-
0: I remember those You did like these little clips Right? On Instagram yeah. Well that's
2: a different thing or Is that but a different it was his previous account Before mm-hmm. that And I'm like You know what? Instagram is square And so is 16 millimeter. Why don't I just Print the whole thing? Um, so I have a copy So That's that cool. When the internet gets fried <laughs> I still have my Instagram. <laughs> That's awesome.
1: <laughs> on digital files,
0: um, you mentioned—I never thought of this. I never—I oh, well, I, I knew this story, but I never, thought, I never thought of that because I'm, I'm like always going the other way, and I'm usually just making the scans just to be able to share mm-hmm. a little bit, or you yeah, know, or
2: yeah. submit it. If I mean this whole year I did, uh, I did 26 little microfilms, oh, wow. but I made them on Instagram. And then I'm going to print them when I'm on my residency. I'll print them, and so I'll have a, a sort of a compilation of the 26 works. That's amazing. When you add it all up, it's only about four minutes. But they're they're all you know clips. Complete. Yeah. Totally. Well, th- no, they they're not clips. They're they're complete works. But wow. they're like nine and ten seconds.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but when you watch them, they're so jam stuffed with images. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to explain without seeing them.
0: Definitely.
2: But it's yeah. like
0: very quick edits, like right, right. and it's yeah, like fast yeah. um what's that filmmaker's name like Speedfire I just imagine Jared you know. Leto was in the movie It was a, he was a drug addict and it um, <sighs> do you remember that movie and it was like, he was <laughs> like he had to go to a monastery after that because he was so fucked up from the movie but he was like this really 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 quick like you know when you're like in um
2: Brandy very scene. quick cuts adult of me. so with those I, I just came up with a sort of a formula like a method of production mm-hmm. and it's based on the phone you know and then uh, taking shots and when I'm working with clips films in the studio and that thing like you know uh, frame enlargements and things like that mm-hmm. and then crafting this narrative that doesn't make sense to anybody but me mm-hmm. and so now that I have a you know, four minutes of those, then I'm gonna sequence them and then output them on film.
0: So how, how are you gonna do that at the residency? Do they have like equipment there well, no, or do you bring well, I'll everything? Do,
2: I'll do all my digital work there mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. this. I mean, I have different ways, you know, these five things that I tell you have to do when totally. I get over there, they're all done differently. Yeah. But what I'm describing, I'll just start sequencing them and then I'll ship the files to the lab. And, and they print they'll it print, for you. They'll print it. Mm-hmm. And then, if I get my timing right, I'll be able to look at them before I leave. So, I'll bring a projector in my suitcase. (laughs) If it fits, it's not going to fit. I'll ship a projector. projector. Pick the projector. Uh, How long is the residency? It's like five weeks.
0: That's amazing. That's a nice chunk of time.
2: I know. A Weeper
1: project. I love you, wife and and child, but goodbye. (laughs) 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 Oh, FaceTime. We'll be
2: in. Close contact. Every day, FaceTime. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Hopefully, they can visit for a little bit.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's gonna be good. Um, I'm sure it'll be very productive. Um,
1: I'm sure they'll enjoy it too. Secretly, yeah.
2: Maybe.
3: (laughs) That's another movie.
2: (laughs) I keep bugging because I look at my phone. I look at like the weather. You know, I'm like, okay, don't think about it. Yeah, it's like ten degrees. You know, (sighs) like the high is fifteen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, Lears. let me tell you. As an Austrian, That's I know right. everything you need <laughs> to do. First of all, I need some tips. Buy good shoes. Right. Second, and true Gore-Tex, so no water leaks into them.
2: Exactly. Okay. That's the only thing that I've done. I bought shoes that negative twenty-five degrees Fahrenheit. Awesome. Yeah. Waterproof.
0: Perfect. Waterproof. Yeah. Thermal uh, underwear. Oh, uh, I
2: haven't done that yet. Thermal that. underwear. You
0: Layered need that. a hat, even if it looks stupid. You need yeah, a hat. And scarves. You need gloves. And then you should be fine. And, yeah. I mean, of course, a jacket and stuff. But yeah, right. You layer yeah. it up. It's like all... I mean, people are scared of the cold, but it's really all just about... Do Hell, you know how there. to dress yourself, or do you not know how to dress yourself? Pantyhose, pantyhose, leggings, jeans. Miami people do not know how to dress themselves <laughs> when it's cold. You just got to layer like crazy. <laughs> w- but also, if you don't need the clothes, why right, would you spend like yeah, a grand unlike winter clothes, right? Yeah, you know, so, right. Like, you know, we're going to have it.
2: that first meeting of the 14 or 15 people in a couple of days. Oh, and they're going to lay on, lay us, like give us all the details in terms of... What surviving. To wear. Yeah. yeah, I think we've all been in contact with the folks over at Anderson Ranch. Oh, that's so great. I know I have uh, with setting up my workstation. That's and nice. That sort of thing.
1: It's amazing. Um, so,
2: so I'll mostly be doing sort of wrangling for this new project, mm-hmm. the night uh, project, and the lions. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you know four or five uh, works that are in progress. That's neat. I started all of those. Uh, at another residency last year at Signal Culture.
0: Can you talk a little bit about that uh, one too because I you, I haven't heard you, of you it.
2: Yeah, you need to check, this needs to be on your radar. Okay, yeah. Um it's a it's like an experimental media arts residency mm-hmm. and it's in a little town called Owego in central central New York. It's kind of on the border of Pennsylvania. It's not upstate New York. Sounds fun. Owego. It's closer to Pennsylvania okay. than anything. But it was started by a lot of the people, or they couple, maybe a couple of generations away from all of those video artists that sort of going all through, I don't know if you're familiar, uh, in the uh, New York University system. Mm-hmm. Like, after the late 60s, a lot of video artists sort of went up upstate. Yeah. And they got into all these university programs where they became instructors mm-hmm. for video art mm-hmm. and video. Um, so that's kind of like um,
1: the a the mecca school. for
2: mm-hmm analog cool. uh, media art is upstate New York mm-hmm. so uh, yeah, you know it's a residency and it's this crazy room full of video synth gear and audio synth uh, and you, they say you, you get about a half a day of tutorial how to use this stuff <laughs> and then, <laughs> you then they go. go see you later <laughs> and so that's so I started a lot of things and then I took notes about how they were to be finished you know digitally like I used uh, the sort of the work Flow there was all this analog stuff on it's left to right you know all the analog stuffs over here and there's a stream down to like a digital capture so like I would capture I have these hard drives full of weird stuff that I was working on uh, but you know uh, the four or five projects that I'm talking about they they're very fully formed and then I just made my notes about how to finish them off you know but I have this other little box full of crazy stuff made with like analog video gear. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I was very curious like if Um, because you do mention this um, respect for like the past kind of like filmography that existed and but with current um, more like technology and themes like if someone were to look at your work, um, I'm sure you have obviously different bodies of work but like what would, do you have like a certain aspect that you gravitate towards and always expressing? Is there like an underlying thread through your work that you recognize whether how it's shot or the subject or um, how it's pieced together?
2: You know what I mean? Yeah. I have tropes, if that's what you mean, like visual tropes for sure. You know, like I like multi screen things, even if they're single channel. Um, But usually they're uh, a lot of it has to do with sort of uh, the materialistic aspect of setup. Like you're always very conscious that Mm -hmm. you're watching something that's material or something that's plastic. Yes. That's probably the. The most general thing I can say about it is, you, you, it's self-conscious. You know, that you're 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 very aware that aware, you're watching mm-hmm. this this something that's substantial and material. Um, you know, but themes could be lately they've been kind of diaristic. Like I said, I've of this whole thing where I sketch everything in Instagram, and that's a diary. It's like a diary. It's like what Jonas Mika's did. Mm-hmm. You know, um. So I, I do actually do a lot of stuff where the, sort of my raw material starts there. Mm-hmm. You know, it might end up in a gallery situation, or it might end up being printed on film. Um,
1: yeah. Do you have any daily exercises for yourself? Because you mentioned Instagram and I think um, the access to the photograph and being able to upload it and have like a finished product per se has just made it easier kind of sort of like to have these visual sketches. So my question is, do you have any exercise that you do for yourself as a daily practice, like you'll do one shot for like your collection? Or is there anything like that kind of sort of gets you going, that gets you to that place where you're like, I know, aha, here's a moment. This is what I'm going to do
2: next, my next project. No. Oh, <laughs> not really. Those, this, the sketches that we're talking about. Yeah, I call them like mobile, mobile phone studies. Okay, they're all on my Vibio. You know, so there's like twenty-six of them right now. But I'll play with them a little bit and then print them. Um, they're kind sort of just what I'm feeling antsy and agitated, and I'll pop one off. You know, kinda, <laughs> you know, get my media fix. I think. <laughs> Um, but when you look at them as a whole, you, you see something, it's diaristic too, because it's like, what's on my camera reel? Like, the thing is, it's gotta be on my camera roll. You know, the music has to be in my uh, music library on the phone. And then you're, you're seeing uh, shots of films that I'm working on in the studio. Like mm-hmm. that's a big portion of these little micro movies. Um, I, I'm, it's, it's a record, it's a very stylized record of like what I had my hands on that week. You know, like film prints and things, but also what, maybe what memes I was doing screenshots of, or my cat, or my wife, you know. <laughs> uh, it's all kind of jumbled in there. They're, because I know when they were produced, it, it's like a diary. It's like a, you know, it's just uh, snappy and fast and kinetic
1: do you feel that the way in which those are shot are similar to kind of like the micro features that you would watch as a child before a movie would begin like are they like short well, and very like conde- quick I mean, it's and like
2: this playing with time because mm-hmm. you I mean I used to only have 15 seconds on Instagram right and then I got so used to that and then they said well no you can do a minute I'm like I don't that's an eternity I'll never do a minute you know so I stuck with the 15, the 15 seconds 30. but yeah it's like a condensation extreme condensation of stuff and then Uh, my work as a moving image archivist um, you know that was like 15 years of my life here in Miami but I always had tons of um, images streaming all around where they were restoring stuff or transferring it to tape or it's in a telecine and so these overlapping sounds and images and uh, this is just like a sort of a uh, that's, that's all kind of there in my work for sure. Mm.
1: I wanted to know, like, having all this access to this, like, incredible material, were there any favorites that stood out to you? Like, any, like, maybe that people might not be aware of, or there was no place to necessarily exhibit it in, or maybe it was in such fragile condition that to show it would hurt the film necessarily? Like, were there any that you're like, ooh, this is such a great, whatever. Like an ar- ar- yeah. archive.
2: Oh, like it's like, like an archive. Let me put that hat on. <laughs> um, what, I mean... You know, when I was a preservationist and then curator at Wolfson, um, yeah, our, our mission was to do this whole photochemical transfer or, or make access and whatever the sort of uh, video formats of the day were. Um, we didn't lose a lot of stuff. I mean, there was some nitrate. Uh, you know, most of the history and the, sort of the time frame of the stuff here locally is... Uh, the f- 30s to the, the mm-hmm. present. Yeah. So the stuff that was really crit- critically needed to be saved like nitrate and things. Nitrate ended about 1950, that, that film stock. Um, there's not a lot that I've seen of things that are like, extremely decayed and going away. So you, It's possible to, to do the right thing preservation wise to most of the stuff that's local, if that answers your question at all. <laughs> yeah.
1: It says partially, and then were there also any things that that struck you that you had like a favorite, like that you discovered when you were looking through?
2: Yeah. this? Um, or they there just uh, so images from all the images. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I, like feel like I make these, I make these one, works yeah. where I'm sort of democratizing all these images. Like yeah. I'm looking at this, little, I've got a 10 second movie, you know, and you look at it, it's got like two, three hundred shots. Mm-hmm and and they, they all have equal footing for the most part in these works um, so that's really hard for me to say a like someone says what's your favorite movie it's or which I can't is your, even what's answer. your favorite child?
1: <laughs> and you're like oh. <laughs> well it's
2: different um no it's so hard to say but what i like is like what kind of comes out of this assemblage mm-hmm. of everything like what happens you, is, is what arises you know um that's that's a lot of the appeal of working with found footage um I don't have a, f- I made a video last week uh, for a guy, he's a musician, a local guy, and I used a 20-second piece of um, a trip to Busch Gardens in Tampa from late 50s, oh. and that was two little kids, and the, the emulsion was starting to slide off the base, yeah. so these, it looks like these two little towhead kids uh, with their... Just kind of like this Francis Bacon sort Other of thing melody. happening.
3: Oh,
2: wow. <laughs> yeah. So I, ma- I made a video for one of his songs I would based, great based on that. Francis Bacon. And, um, you know, so that's my favorite in the last seven days.
0: <laughs> Currently. I think that is really like t- to um, summarize like the. the the vision that you have for your films is also like I, I thought it was really interesting how you called it the dem, democracy like of images right there is not like yeah this one that is the action shot you know that is like more important than the flower or you know or right. like I remember in the PAM you showed those images of the girls on the plane oh yeah you remember that yeah that was cool I was just like I can't, I, I can't forget that but then I also see like images of the decay and images of like you know where the film is like scratch. it looks like scratched I don't know how you did yeah. it but
2: I, 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 you found I don't it destroy movie. I mean I, I usually I'm presenting things it's like a, almost like a curation mm-hmm. because I, I don't really want to tear up film. No, I want save that's... it, you know, mm-hmm. but the women on the top of the plane, mm-hmm. that was a weird thing with, that was only about a 30 second sequence. But what I did was I, um, I strung it through a couple of projectors. So there was a delay because I had a single, single piece of film that I made a multi-channel. Yes. And, um, and that was just me trying to get as much extra, you know, out of the thing. It was, I like to see how far you can go with some with next to nothing. Really small. a
0: small piece and the repetition and then totally. the, the rhythm. But we have to talk about sound. I know we are almost at the end, but uh, we have to talk about sound. Everybody's and, uh, wearing headphones today for
1: the first time ever. Well, course. actually, I think for the second time ever. Yeah.
0: Sound. Sound. You have a minute.
2: Oh, I have a minute. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, sound helps me find rhythm in a lot of works um, as a sound art maker uh, I have a SoundCloud, and I do make things from you know found sound um, I tend not to like words and sound and things that I make same um, you know uh, the sort of language that's not cinematic might be printed, printed words and things like that for the most part um, but sound is huge I mean sounds where I find my rhythm mm-hmm. like I might I play music my blast music in studio situations and uh, that ends up in the works a lot of times like I'm, I'm I'm listening to something I'm like oh my god look at that over there because I have monitors you know you streaming stuff and the works come out of that for sure
1: mm-hmm. It's such a tone, I feel. I feel like the, the sound is such a large um, factor in how you experience what you're seeing and how you feel about it. So I think that the fact that you make and create yeah, and well, mash up you, your sounds It be
2: harmonious well. or there could be juxtapositions mm-hmm. that are ironic. Uh, there's a lot of ways to do it. A lot of people do it well. Um,
1: yeah. That's pretty exciting. How long did it take you to figure out... Um, I guess the programs, but also like the the type of sound you wanted to create, like did you, when you were in school, at, at film school, did mm. you they show you the basics and then you came up with your own rhythms or was it something through watching uh, the old films that you were inspired I,
2: by? It was really kind of straight when I was in film school. Like I think I probably never did anything more complicated than four track okay. production. Um, the whole weird juxtaposition thing happened later, later. on in life, hmm. Miami. Miami does that.
0: Yep. <laughs> Here comes the final question. Maria has the final question. You've been sitting in a magical rocking chair and it (laughs) grants you three wishes. You can wish for anything and everything, but you have to say it out loud for them to come true. These are the rules of the rocking chair. Yes.
2: (laughs) What are your three wishes? Three wishes? Um, Well, I would wish that my children become, you know, um, healthy and happy. Um, I would... Wish that I make a difference in sort of these public activities that I be, that I do here in Miami. You
1: have been um, doing that. Mm-hmm.
2: That's that's important to me. And uh, one more. One you more know, one wish. Night, one got night. one, He's one like, more. He's like, it's wish. too many. Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I wish I could. Um, in terms of art making, I wish I had enough time to to True. do to do what I feel compelled to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Luckily, you yeah, have this. Anderson Maybe that's why I do everything. Yeah.
2: These things lately have been so jam packed and fast because it's like, uh, you know, to hurry up.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you did it, and thank you for sitting with us for 50 Thanks minutes, so much, Baron. Wow. Coming here. Right? It just and flies by. Just, what, what, <laughs> what, 50 minutes? I always tell Maria, I wish it were longer. Um, I always say that, but it just flies by time. Maria? Um,
0: well, thank you. Burned. Thank you Alisa It was a really good Thank time Thank you uh, really To our pleasant. listeners yeah. And supporters of Rock Sessions. We Definitely We're we so Grateful Grateful for all the support And also for all the artists That take time out of Their uh, You know Busy schedules And sit down with us And mm. Torture
1: themselves. It's, it's <laughs> yes.
2: an epic endeavor, so you're to be congratulated. Oh,
1: thank you. It's thank not you, an easy you, one, but you. we will be linking your website to ours. So eventually, people are okay. interested in signing up for the newsletter, which is not yet out. If it ever um, happens, click on the website, and you could definitely see the information for like recent shows, or exhibits, or the work projects that Baron is working on. It'll be linked onto our website, and SoundCloud will be going up tonight. So we'll awesome. Share that with you. Alrighty. Um Thank you so much, everybody. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.